Last summer, I lost um, a, a battle at home, uh, and that was I wasn't that keen on getting pets. And uh, we are now the proud owners of a pair of guinea pigs. Um, and uh, I'm glad I lost that particular battle. And those of you who were around in the autumn will know that actually I was so glad that we'd lost, I'd lost that battle that I couldn't help but in, sort of in, introduce them into all sorts of things I said from the front of church to the point where my kids actually banned me from talking about the guinea pigs in church because, uh, oh, it's embarrassing, Daddy. Well, they're not here this morning, so I'm going to talk about uh, the guinea pigs for a second. Uh, the thing about guinea pigs that you discover quite early on, a little bit of a field guide for those of you thinking of going down this route, uh, is that they are prey. Uh, by which I mean they are uh, genetically disp- disposed to run and hide. It's pretty much what they do. They either eat or hide. Those are the two sort of modes that guinea pigs are in. They, they sometimes sleep, but they sleep with their eyes open because they're prey. So the moment you move, it's like that, and then, oh no, and they run and hide. And it actually, I suspect if you've had them a few years, you can get to them p- to the point where uh, they do a little bit less running and hiding. And certainly if you crinkle a bag of spinach or if I open the back door to go out and cut some grass for them um, I really am slightly besotted it's not good is it um, but uh, they, um, they're a little bit less keen to run and hide but if you make a, a sudden movement they're off and boy they move fast they absolutely they lightning quick there is this sort of built in it's not fight or flight it's just flight forget fighting they're just going to run they're going to hide because that's where they are in the food chain they are prey they're scared of the world that's around them. And the fact is that as human beings, although we have the fight mechanism, we know that we also have the flight mechanism. We know that there are points in life, some of us more disposed to it than others, but all of us at some point in life have those moments, those periods of life, or those points in a day, where we want to run and hide. We would quite like to just climb to bed and pull the duvet over our head, or we'd like to disappear. Or we'd like to feel, maybe to put it more positively, we want to hide and be safe by feeling more secure. It may not be a sort of physical hiding or a disappearing. It may simply be those moments in life when we wish we felt less at the mercy of life. Where we felt we had less to lose. Where we felt less on the edge. Where we felt more secure. And we've been discovering as we've worked our way through some of the Psalms over the last few weeks, and we'll do the same over the next few weeks, that the the wonderful thing about this incredible book right in the middle of our Bibles, this book of of poetry and of song, uh, uh, is that actually it connects with the reality of the everyday emotions of what life really feels like. It's not a book of abstruse and abstract theology, so much as an expression of this is what life feels like lived through faith. Not an easy, perfect life, but a real life. A life that has these moments of actually wanting to run or wanting to feel more secure, feeling unsafe and insecure. So Psalm 62 is no exception. Verse 3, how long will you assault someone? How would all of you throw him down, this leaning wall, this tottering fence? They fully intend to topple him from his lofty place. They take delight in lies. With their mouths they bless, but in their hearts they curse. (coughs) Pardon me. It's very clear from the psalmist that he's in this place of feeling insecure, feeling threatened. It's got people who uh, 
Maybe to his face are friends, with their mouths they bless, but behind his back they curse him. Behind his back, maybe they're seeking to knock him down. This uh, is described just at the top of the psalm. There is a psalm of David. And if that's right, um, that's the description maybe added quite a lot later than it was originally written. But if that tradition is right, then this is a king writing a psalm. Somebody you'd think is impregnable. Somebody in those days with absolute power and huge wealth. And yet even the king had days when he felt insecure when some of his friends felt like they were plotting behind his back, when uh, there were people who actually were looking to topple him, maybe from power. Where do we go when life feels like that? Where do we go when life feels insecure because the money isn't in the bank that we wish was there? Where do we go when life feels insecure because a friendship that we really relied on just feels a little bit rocky? Or when a connection at work, a work colleague, is bad-mouthing us, we discover, behind our back. Where do we go when our kids are are struggling and we don't know how to look after them and and parent them? Where do we go when our closest relationship, maybe a, a marriage, feels like it's on the rocks or is really taking some hard work? Where do we go with those things in life that feel like they're shaking the very foundation on which we stand Well, what the psalmist recognised is that our instinct, like my guinea pigs, no, they're not mine, please don't ever tell Hannah I said they were mine, they're hers, like Hannah's guinea pigs, our instinct is to run, to find somewhere secure, to find what he calls in verse 2 a fortress that will never be shaken. Find somewhere safe. Where do you run? Where's your safe place? metaphorically speaking, where's your fortress? Where's the place that makes you feel, I'm secure here. Because of this, I'm okay. Because of that, I don't need to worry. It might be your career. You know, actually, I don't have to worry, I don't have to worry about life because, actually, this is true. I'm doing well in my career. Or, I don't have to worry about life because I've got enough money in the bank. I don't have to worry about life because actually I've got a really good status in society or a really good network of friends. What makes you feel secure? Well, the psalmist recognises that the places he runs to aren't necessarily very safe places after all. He looks around him and he looks at the places that he personally is most likely to run to and he writes about them and says, do you know, maybe they aren't so secure. Maybe they're not such a fortress. Verse 9. Low-born men are but a breath. The high-born are but a lie. If weighed on a balance, they are nothing. Together, they are only a breath. Status. Where are we in society? How high up? How low down? It's one place that he would run. As the king, he was as high as it gets. He was aware in his own heart that a place he would run to was, well, I'm top, top dog. It's okay. I'm the top of the pile. Now, you may never have experienced that in life, or you may be right in the middle of that yourself. If maybe you've got that promotion at work and you're now looking after a team, the temptation is to use that as a security. Maybe within your group of friends, you're the one that, without it ever having been quite stated, you hold the reins, you, you boss it. Maybe within your family, maybe within your road, that sense of status, high-born and low-born, we may not think in those terms, but there are still those places we run and hide that make us feel secure. Verse 10, 
Do not trust in extortion or take pride in stolen goods. Though your riches increase, do not set your heart on them. Two things there that we could treat as a place of security. One is simply wealth, money. Perhaps the easiest of all, the most likely of all, that we would, even if we don't have it, we'll long for it. We think, if only I had this much more, then I would feel secure. One of the most, uh, one of the richest men uh, who's ever lived was once asked, I think it was John Paul Getty, was once asked, how much money is enough? It's in an interview many, many years ago. How much money is enough? And his answer was, just a little bit more. Just a little bit more. That sense of thinking, well, you know, it wouldn't take much if I just earned a little bit more. If I had just a little bit more in the bank, if we had just a little bit more saved or a little bit more set aside for a pension, then I'd feel secure. And that that sense of a fortress, I'd be okay then. We'd be all right. Just a little bit more. The psalmist is aware of that temptation. Though your riches increase, do not set your heart on them. Maybe there's a third thing, alongside status, alongside money. There's also the temptation, maybe it's not the one we don't up to the most. The temptation to beat the system, or to try and beat the system. Do not trust an extortion or take pride in stolen goods. Now maybe that's not your thing. But actually we're all capable of looking at something and just having that little niggle inside. I could just bypass the system here. The little lie. The little half-truth, the unspoken thing that we should say. That moment where we just know we need to speak up, but we'll keep silent. The temptation to not play it absolutely straight. Why? Because we want to build that fortress. We want to make things secure around us. And I think one of the things the psalmist wants us to, to, to spot is that we all run. There are times when all of us have things in life that make us feel insecure. And you notice what the psalmist doesn't say. He doesn't say to us, you shouldn't run. I find that really encouraging. The psalmist could easily have said, how long will you assault me? You know, I feel very insecure, but I will not run. I'm going to stand out in the open and I'm going to thumb my nose. You know, I'm, I'm secure in myself. But that'd be me, like me telling my guinea pigs not to run and hide. That's, that's how they're built. It's pretty much what they're going to do. I think the psalmist knows that you and I, there's going to be times in our life when we need to hide somewhere. We need to run. There needs to be something from the outside that helps us feel secure. And what the psalmist wants us to spot is not that that in itself is the thing that we've got to get rid of. It's that we've got to spot that sometimes the places we run to are not nearly as secure as we think they are. Actually, we know that if we stop and think about it whether it's job, status, money, power. We know that any of those things can trickle through our fingers at a day's notice. We know if we really think about them that all of the things that we place our security in have, to change the metaphor, feet of clay, are built on sand rather than on solid rock. It's pretty much what Jesus was talking about in his parable of the wise and the foolish person. The one who builds their house on the sand or the one who builds their house on rock. And Jesus is saying, make your pick. Choose carefully where you're going to build. Where's your security going to be? And of course, what the psalmist wants to say to you and me is what he says in verse 1 and 2. And then says again in 5 and 6 and 7 and 8. My soul finds rest in God alone. My salvation comes from him. He alone is my rock and my salvation. 
He is my fortress. I shall never be shaken. Why? Why should I trust in God? Why should I run to him as my fortress? Well, firstly, when we feel like we need status, we're to remember that actually God alone is the one who is all-powerful, the king of the universe. Verse 11, one thing God has spoken, two things have I heard, that you, O God, are strong. That you, O God, are strong. That's why he's able to say in verse 9, it doesn't matter whether you're high status or low status, weighed up against God, it's like weighing a feather against an elephant. Actually, one feather, another feather, they both weigh nothing compared with this great weight, this great power. He says, don't worry about your status, how high up or low down the pecking order you are. Actually, compared with God, we're but a breath. But the remarkable thing is that God treats us, counts us, relates to us as if we are high-born princes, princesses, people in his court, his children more than anything else. He says, don't worry about your status. Remember God's power. He says, don't worry about money. Remember God's love, verse 12, that you, O Lord, are loving. So often through life, money is a replacement for love. We try and buy love. We try and buy things that make us feel worth something. We hope that the money that we have gives us a a sort of a worth. And the psalmist says, that's not where your worth comes from. It comes from the one who loves you. And finally... Don't be tempted to try and beat the system. Don't be tempted to try and undercut what is true and right and proper. Because verse 12, surely you will reward each person according to what they have done. God is utterly just. He sees the thoughts of our hearts, the actions of our hands. He hears the words on our lips. God is no fool. There is a rightness, a justice to this world. Uh, There is no beating the system. But the tremendous news that the psalmist knew dimly and we knew fully in Jesus is that, yeah, there is justice. We will be judged according to what we've done. And we know, that's where we started our service with confession, that judged according to what we've done, we're all in the same boat. We've none of us reached that that standard that even we think we could aspire to, let alone the perfection that God made us for. But God is full of love, full of mercy, full of grace towards us in Jesus and offers us forgiveness. And it's there that we find our fortress. We find our fortress, our safe place, safely in the arms of God. The one who is all-powerful and therefore can be trusted. The one who is all-loving and therefore welcomes us in. The one who is entirely just and yet completely merciful. And therefore in whose arms, in whose fortress, we are secure. So the psalmist would say to me, Richard, where do you run and hide? when you're feeling insecure, when somebody says something that wounds your heart, when something moves in the the foundation of life that you were confident about, your job changes or something in your family breaks down or there's an illness comes that you weren't expecting and everything feels like it's moving under your feet. Where do you run to? Firstly, recognise that you do run. And secondly, spot those things that are going to give you a, a fool's sense of being secure. Don't run to a fortress that is itself built on sand. Run 
to God. Because in Jesus we know that his arms are around us. His fortress is secure. He alone is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I shall not be shaken. My salvation and my honour depend on God. He is my mighty rock, my refuge. Trust in him at all times, O people. Pour out your hearts to him, for God is our refuge. I don't know whether um, you have ever learnt any lines for anything since you were at school. I guess most of us at school at some point had to learn some lines for a school play. Maybe you're in the nativity and you had to remember, my gift is gold. Actually, your brain is almost certainly still capable of learning some bits. We all have things that go around inside our heads. Sometimes it's the lyrics of songs. Sometimes it's stuff you've seen or heard in an advert. And you think, I'd love to get it out of there, those earworms that just won't go. Wouldn't it be great to replace the earworms we wish we were rid of with some words like this from the psalm. Imagine if we had running around in our heads, he alone is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I shall not be shaken. Or my salvation and my honour depend on God. One little sentence, one little phrase. Just learn it. Have it sitting there. Turn it over. Chew it over. Allow it to inhabit your heart, because it's true. And actually, through our days, we need to hear the truth of the God who loves us, whose arms are a strong fortress for us, rather than running and hiding somewhere that is built on sand. This psalm's a great place to start. Just take a phrase, spend a week with it, each day. Remind yourself, and just let it inhabit your heart for that week, and see how it helps you Run to the right place. Because there will be times every week when we're tempted to run and hide. Let's let the psalmist remind us to run and hide in the right place. Amen.